How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. We are talking about the in-laws today. Yep, you got it. How do we navigate them? For some, it's not a problem, but for others, it's really a make or break on the relationship. So we are going to talk about that today. And let's set the scene. When you picture being with that one person for the rest of your life, you always tend to think about how your life will be in your little couple bubble. But that always isn't the case. They say when you get married, you're not just marrying the one person, but a whole family. And to be honest with you, nothing could be more true, especially when it comes to extended family and in-laws. Some people get really lucky and have the easiest down-to-earth in-laws in the world. Some of them have got like a surrogate family where, you know, the in-laws are better than their own parents and they get along like a house on fire while others are more like chalk and cheese. And their partner's parents, unfortunately, aren't up for the choosing. You can't choose your in-laws, a bit like you can't choose your parents. It just comes with the parcel. So whatever your partner has to deal with, you now also have to take that on as well, because whatever impacts your partner in a relationship indirectly impacts you as well. So when you're married or in a long-term relationship with someone, you often expand your circle of family and friends. A little bit like growing pains. There are going to be some clashes or people you don't really get along with. But both you and your partner really need to navigate this new territory and get a little bit more serious about how you're going to do that. Because as your future grows together, this is going to be either a real problem or not a problem at all. So remember, it's not just you who needs to deal with the in-laws. Your partner also has a new set of in-laws too. So let's be considerate here. So what we'll do today, we'll dive right in and have a look at a few ways you can actually navigate your in-laws from day one, from the get-go. I say in all relationships, you must have boundaries, but let me say it three times. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Also with any other family member or anybody else outside your couple bubble, it's very important. Setting boundaries with your partner is important, whether you know he grew up being a mummy's boy or he's a workaholic or whatever it is. Boundaries are very important. The same goes for your in-laws and anyone else in general. As your family grows, so do the expectations and also the face-to-face time that is put on you as a couple. So now that you've had to see the in-laws, you've also got to go and see your family and then your friendship groups and his friendship groups and your other communities and go to the gym and things like that. So Life can become a real balancing act and you may not have been prepared for it. So setting boundaries is not the easiest thing to do, especially if you are naturally a people pleaser and those who just can't say no. What you find is that you're actually going to be stretching yourself way too thin and burning out. So you've got to set these boundaries very early on. It's okay to skip weekly dinner with the in-laws or that you can't make it to your partner's cousin's, girlfriend's, daughter's fifth birthday, it's okay. People may be disappointed that you're not there, 
but that's something that they need to deal with, not you. You've been considerate enough to RSVP and say, look, I can't make it. And you're only human and you're not going to be at every dinner. So accept that your limits are that and, you know, you'll be able to come to the next event and be fully present and be your best self and be involved rather than going and dragging your feet and being resentful that you're actually there when you don't want to be. So boundaries are going to be very important here. The second thing is that we need to learn to be honest without being too harsh. Sometimes we just want to call a spade a spade, which I totally agree with, but it's the delivery of how we say it. Because sometimes overbearing mothers can really take control of situations or dads who really want things done a certain way and it can be hard to stop them in their tracks. Sometimes a little kind honesty goes a long way. But don't wait too long to be frank with your in-laws. If you're letting things slide and don't feel right, for example, if your mother's taking over the kitchen on Christmas lunch at your house and you haven't actually had a conversation or, you know, let her know that you've got this, she won't really know how you feel or what your boundaries are around this space. And you're going to be bubbling on the inside. You'll just want to scream and say, get out of my kitchen, but you don't and you just hold it in. Unfortunately, what happens is that when you hold that in and when you've been angry so much at a mother-in-law or father-in-law or sister, you actually take it out on your partner because you're so irritated that when they leave the home, it's like you're lashing out and getting angry at them because, you know, they're your family. That's where you come from. So this is almost like your fault. You should have said something, but nobody knew how you felt because you just played along. So I know it comes hand in hand with setting boundaries, but there is a right way to do this. And being mean is not going to, you know, paint a really good picture in the eyes of the in-laws, but also your partner. They may see it as a bit disrespectful. And the last thing anyone wants is a rift between the families. So just be clear and precise with your communication to any of your in-laws and don't do it in front of people because confrontation can be hard. And make sure your partner also has your back, that he's there supporting you, that he understands how you're feeling. We don't want people to feel attacked here. We want them to be able to listen to you and you say, this is how I'm feeling. So rather than communicating and say, you did this, you did this, and you did this, and you made me feel this way, it's not that. It's what you would like and how you would feel comfortable doing something. So really taking ownership about how you feel rather than just putting the blame and attacking someone. And sometimes you need to have those conversations in order to really pave the way for a better, healthier relationship with them as you move forward, because you're going to explain your why and the reasons why you want a particular thing done or why you want to be involved. And they're going to start to understand you a little bit more. And that's what you want. You want them to start to understand where you're coming from. And that builds trust and that builds a healthy relationship. So boundaries, although awkward sometimes and sometimes difficult initially, really does set up for a healthy relationship. The third thing is, is don't assume you know them. And I've said this a number of times is when you assume something, you make an ass out of you and me. It's the spelling of the word. It's in it. But whether you've been with your partner for a year or a decade, there are going to be things that your in-laws do over and over again that will surprise you. So when you think you know them most, they may surprise you and come up with something new that's irritating. And then you think, hang on a minute, I don't even know this about them. I didn't even know that they did that. And it may not be something that irritates you, maybe a hobby or something that they love to do. And 
it actually may spark a bond. You might get, you might think that you have nothing in common with your father-in-law or your mother-in-law, but if they have a particular hobby that you didn't know they enjoy and you love it and it makes you communicate with them, it's only going to create a stronger connection. And that's going to be really important moving forward for everybody, because if you can build that connection with somebody, it builds trust as well. So you've been in their lives for a short amount of time, let's face it, and getting to know someone can almost feel like it takes a lifetime, or sometimes it does, because, you know, people change with time and their hobbies and their love of things do transition, but give it some patience. Let them get to know you a bit better as well, because they maybe have judged you or thought you were a particular person and they don't really know you either, so don't go doing the same thing. You might be surprised to find that you have more in common with your in-laws than you think. There was, after all, something about you that made your partner fall in love with you. And it may be familiar to him and you may have some qualities that his family have that you may not have noticed yet. So let's throw the assumptions out the window and let's base everything on fact. Talking about fact, the fact is, is that when you're going into a family, you are creating this blended family. And the most important thing here is, you know, the fourth thing I'm going to talk about is that if you are blending your family, make it your own. I mean, everyone's family is unique, blended or not. There's no way to tell how your partner's parents or family will react to certain things in your life, like getting a new job or moving away or getting married or falling pregnant. But you need to remember that you're living your life on your terms, not theirs. And while you appreciate them being in your life, they also need to realize it's a privilege to be part of your new blended family. Some families are closer than others, and it can be hard to dictate whose parents you end up living closer to or who you see more often. And at the end of the day, that shouldn't be overly important. It should be what is good for our family. And this is what we can accommodate this week. And so we'll do that. It's not a competition. It's not a let's weigh it up and who did this and who did that. It's not that at all. It's what works for us. What would be the best decision for our family? So a great step to take is really sit down with your partner and work out exactly what kind of traditions and values you want to have within your own little family and then expand those routines into your broader blended family. So whatever rules partake in your immediate family is really something that you should be expecting from everybody else. And this helps to set the tone for big decisions in life and milestones that you are definitely going to come across as a family unit. And this is really important when you decide to bring children into the world. If your in-laws haven't had any boundaries to start with, even if you had no children and just as, you know, a couple, you will struggle here because they already feel like they can do whatever they want around you and within your relationship. So boundaries are going to be very important. And once you bring children into the world, if you've got a really good open communication line with your in-laws and your parents, they will be able to give their opinion or give you some input or support, but they won't be raising them. They will respect and trust that you are the best parents for that baby and they'll be happy to watch and assist. So that can only happen if you've actually set boundaries up earlier on in your relationship. So work with your partner to make these boundaries for each other, for the relationship, for your parenting, even with pets, whatever it is, boundaries, being honest without being harsh. Don't assume you know everything and own the family, even if it's blended. They're the four things you could do when you're navigating the in-laws or any, any family member or anyone out of your couple bubble. 
So I'll leave it at that today. If there is any comments that you want to make or any story you want to tell me about how anyone outside of your relationship has impacted you and you have realized that the reason why they've done that is because you didn't actually put any boundaries up and you allowed it to happen, reach out to me. I love to hear what's going on for you. Let's leave it at that. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.